are supernatural, super powerful creatures. As far as we know, they're indestructible. They can't be killed or destroyed. They travel the universe effortlessly. They don't have spaceships. They never need to rest or sleep. They don't even need to eat. Their power exceeds anything we can understand. Even better than Marvel Studios and Star Wars and everything else. Our God is greater than the sum of all he created. So take the universe, take the earth, and take the whole spiritual world. He is greater than all that. But let's talk about the spiritual world. As far as we know, there are at least five orders of angels. There is Lucifer. He was called the guardian angel. He, is, he was the head. He was the highest. He's the most intelligent and powerful being God ever created. Then under him are the cherubim of which he was one. He was the greatest of the cherubs. He was the highest, the covering, the anointed one that was over, Ezekiel says, the worship of God. He was in charge of it, like the worship leader. That's why if you want to be a worship leader, watch out, Satan was one. Because it's a very infectious for our pride kind of thing. People love to be noticed and to be oohed and odd and adored. The cherubim, those are the four-faced ones. They're covered with eyes that fly around the throne. We see them in Genesis guarding the way to the tree of life. Then there are the archangels, probably seven of them. We know two, Michael, Gabriel. They're called seven flames. They stand around the throne. We met them in chapter 4 and 5, but you, you weren't with me in Florida for that. Then there are the flames or the seraphim. Seraphim in Hebrew means the burning ones. We meet them in Isaiah 6 and verse 3. They shuttle between the throne of God and the altar. Then, I mean, look at all those. And then we have angels, normal ones. Amazing. Now, what's interesting is the Bible describes even more about the dark side, the, the fallen ones. Satan is the angel of light. He's a deceiver. Right under him is his chief lieutenant called the destroyer. Did you know if you play video games, the names of demons are very common in there? You shouldn't play demon games that use satanic language like Abaddon, the destroyer, and all those things, Apollyon. By the way, God says that you're not to entertain yourself with bloodshed or any nudity. That takes away. I mean, what, what's, what was, two years ago, the best-selling video game? Grand Theft Auto, which is about stealing and immorality. And yet it was the most downloaded when that came, or maybe it was three years ago, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Video games are dangerous. Also, there are horrible monsters of the destroyer. That's who we see right now coming out of the pit. There are the doomed angels, the ones in Tartarus that Second Peter talks about that are chained, that were involved before the flood. There are the nation princes. That's in Daniel chapter 10. Greek, Greece has a demon that guides the king of Greece. Iran. You think the Ayatollah, whatever his name is, is running the show in Iran? No. He has one of the most powerful demons because Iran has been chosen by Satan to destroy Israel. And Satan thinks he can destroy Israel. And so he's put his most powerful forces to make Iran constantly threaten to destroy Israel. Then there are the principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness. They're like flies. They love filthiness. Paul talks about those in Ephesians 6. And then there are just plain demons which we find everywhere in Christ's ministry, writhing around, foaming, screaming, and doing all kinds of horrible things, trying to interrupt Jesus in his ministry. And those are the hosts of darkness. Just one of them, and I don't have time for this because we have to do all this in 10 hours, the destroyer, that's Satan's general, 
He first shows up in Exodus 12, 23. He shows up again in 2 Samuel 24. He's in 1 Corinthians 10, 10. He's right here in Revelation 9, 11. This, this one is amazing. He, in the dark, the destroyer, goes through this country of Egypt on the night of the Exodus, and he can find the firstborn child in the dark, in the house, with them wearing no name tags, and the firstborn animal. That's how smart and powerful demons are. They know your birth order. They know everything about you. They've watched you. There's hardly anything you've ever done or been or been involved in that they aren't aware of. And that's why it's so important at your age to watch out what you're doing. Satan is attracted to filth, attracted to bloodshed, to murder. What does it say in John 10? He has come to kill and steal and destroy. Satan loves gratuitous, purposeless bloodshed. That's why it says in the Minor Prophets that believers that love God don't love looking at bloodshed. It should change your video gaming and your movie and television watching and entertainment in general. You should be offended by bloodshed. I'm not talking about wars that God has ordained that nations defend themselves and that people are a part of their nations. There is warfare, and God says those that bear the sword bear it with a purpose, not in vain. I'm talking about being entertained by just butchering. Do you know what that does to us? It makes us not have compassion. Most of us have seen so many murders in so many movies and so many disasters on the movies, we can watch it, it doesn't even bother us. We go, hmm, it wasn't as bad as yesterday, you know? Kind of like the school shootings. Oh, that one wasn't as bad as the one before. And we get desensitized. Demons want to desensitize us. And when we allow, Ephesians 4 says, we can allow a place for the devil in our life. We cannot be indwelt by a demon. But they can shoot flaming darts into our life. And those ways they get through, Ephesians 4 and you'll get this, whoever teaches you Ephesians, it talks about the, the doorways that Satan can attack us. One of them is bitterness. If you are unforgiving of someone, it's like living out with mosquito-borne malaria in the jungle and having a hole this big in your tent and the mosquitoes are coming right through and giving you malaria. That's what it's like spiritually if you don't forgive someone, if you're bitter. Lust. If you're involved at all, that's why. Do you know what? The purveyance of pornography through cell phones to your generation has made a group of believers have a back door where Satan is constantly shooting a flaming dart and discouraging and, and basically paralyzing so many believers. If, if you don't start denying ungodliness, you can just kiss the power of God in your life. Goodbye. Because the Holy Spirit gets grieved when he lives inside of us and we allow the... We're supposed to not fear, by the way, these horrible, evil things, but resist them. The power of darkness can be resisted. The battle's already won. Jesus Christ has triumphed. Martin Luther used to put it this way. He said, when the devil knocks on the door, I let Jesus answer the door. And that's what he said. When I'm tempted, he says, I let Jesus represent me and win with the devil and that's what we should do 